Okay, we are in Sefer Yecheskel, Perik Mem Dalid, Pasek Aleph by Yeshev Osi Derech Shar Hamikdash Hachitzam. And we are getting near the finish line, five more prakim, and again we appear through the courtesy of Congregation Gevura here in the heart of the Wall Street Financial Center. So, Memdalen is going to contain most of the halachos we associate with the specific job of the Kohen, the Kohanim. We're going to outline what their job is, what they do, the Avodah, but like as most things we have seen by now in Yecheskel, there is much complexity. The complexity arises because, as we're going to see, the halachos stated here, or the practices stated here, even with the Kohanim, are not conforming with the halacha we have in the Torah. It's totally different. And incidentally, that explains why this maftir is used on Parsha's Emor, which also delineates the jobs of the Kohen. So now, from the outset, Mephoshimurit pains to conform the fact that this does not conform with the halacha we know as stated in the Torah, in Vayikra. So for example, um, we're going to learn later where we say in Perik Memdalad, the Kohen must wear just linen garments in his Kohanic vestments. Well, that's not exactly true. We know that the Kohen wore tzemer as well, wool even mixed with it, in the Avnate, the belt he wore, and more different uh, types of garments of different fabrics. So we're going to see two schools of thought as to how you can form it. There is Rashi, who plows through the literal meaning and tries to find a sort of what they really mean here, but by still holding to the literal words themselves. For example, going to that example that the Kohen must wear just linen clothes says that that applies to the Kohen Gadol. It doesn't necessarily apply to the Kohen, and to that extent he conforms it that, oh, it's only the Kohen Gadol. The Radak takes a different view. The Radak says the reason for the differences is that there is going to be an elevated level of Kedusha, of sanctity, in that third base Hamikdash. And so what is stated here is the goals, as it were, of the third base Hamikdash. It doesn't conform to what we have in Halacha because the rules have changed, as we're going to see. So, as we see, and we're going to start with um, even before a complexity in the construction of the Bayeshlishi. So let's begin. Bayeshev osi derech shar hamikdash hachitzon haponek hadim b'hu sagur. Says Yecheskel HaKadosh Baruch who directs me to a gate in the mikdash, the outer wall that faces east b'hu sagur. There's a gate that's locked. 
Vayomer Eli Hashem, and Kodesh Baruch Hu says to me, Hashar hazeh sovur, it is locked, yeloi poteach, it shall not be opened, ve'ishlo yovovo, a person shall not come there, ki Hashem elokei Yisrael bobo, because the Kodesh Baruch Hu has gone through, in other words, the Shina has entered that door, and therefore, and now it is to be locked. What does that mean? As we've said, Yechezkel previously sees the Shina enter through that gate. What are we talking about? Well, one of the Moshim say, and we're going to learn it in the Perak itself, not today, but later on, that the door would open, would spring open on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh. The Abarbanel has a beautiful metaphor for this, that because the Kaddish Baruch Hu went in that gate, we now close it to assure that his Shina will never depart from it. So that is why it is, in fact, locked, to symbolize that Hashem would never again leave. The gate is closed. Um, so, Es Hanasi Nasihu, the Navi continues, the Nasi, and at this moment we don't know who the Nasi is. Yoshev Bole Achel Lechem Lifnei Hashem. He must, he uses that within the gate, right in front of the gate, to sit and eat. And we're going to interpret this for now as the Kohen is going to sit there and eat that portions of the sacrifices which belong to him. He is going to go in and out of that gate to eat his Kohanic um, food that he is given. But that's problematic. We know and we have learned that the Kohen does not stand in the Azara, I'm sorry, does not sit in the Azara. Only the king, Melech Yehuda, of the seed of David, can sit in the Azara. So he can't sit there. What are we talking about? And so the Nasi is the Kohen Gadol, says Rashi, but we don't know. Um, one of the mysteries continues, and now the Kaddish Baruch Hu brings me in to the northern gate, as we've seen, it is filled with the glory of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. the Shina has returned to the Bais Hashem, the Epol Al Panai, and I fall, I prostrate myself on my face. Hashem, Ben Adam, Sim libcha, put your heart, rebe necha, fix your eyes, ubaz necha shma, and listen with your ears. And we've said that when you come to the base hamikdash, you bring all three senses to get the maximum. You must concentrate, and it's the same thing. When you learn Torah, you must concentrate. When you daven, you've got to concentrate and focus all those three senses. As Kol fasten on everything what I'm telling you. Hashem, to all the chukos, all my mitzvos, 
and all my Torah. The Samto Libchol and Melo Habayas, fix your heart on coming to the house, meaning the temple. Behol Motsa Mikdash, everything when you leave the Mikdash. Notice the shift from bias to Mikdash. And Rabroya has a beautiful interpretation of that. He says, whether it is a bias, a house, or a mikdash is up to you. It's subjective to the individual. If he is going to get the maximum out of his being in the base hamikdash, it is going to spiritually elevate him. It is going to place him in a sense of concentration and awe. It's a mikdash. If he's there saying the tefillos by rope, it's a bias. And it's a very interesting interpretation and a very true one. So it is all subjective. It depends on the individual, how he is affected. Continues. <clears throat> when, if you bring in the Nechor, the Nechor would be, we would term it as a convert from Judaism, or Arle Lev, the thing being circumcised of the heart, we have interpreted that as one who, um, who is a mumar, who is turned away, he scoffs at the Torah. He's an Arle Lev, as if uncircumcised with the heart. The Arle Basa, someone who's uncircumcised, usually this means someone whose older siblings, at least two, have tragically died during the circumcision process. There's something genetically wrong. He is excused from uh, being circumcised. You don't circumcise him for health reasons. But we're saying here that the B'nai Necho, the Orelev, the Orobasa, cannot come into the Mikdash Lachalel Beisi, Behikravtem Eslach Michelev Edom. They cannot participate in the Karbonos, the Yafaru Esbrisi El Kolto and they have violated my covenant with all their abominations. But there's a problem there. Nowhere the Torah says an Orel Lev or an Orel Basar is excused from the Mikdash. It's not excused, it's barred from the Mikdash. It's a very strange rule. Mephoshim say that this is halacha l'moshe misinai, it is the oral law, and Yechezkel is now giving it to us, is interpreting us. But remember, basically in the Torah, the oralev, the oral basar, is not excused. And that's how we explain it. And then there's the question, can a mumar, one who scoffs, who doesn't obey, who does Tshuva, let's say a mumer does tshuva. Can he do the Akohen we're talking about? Can he do the Avoda? Uh, and we're going to come to that, but we'll, spoiler alert, he can only do Shrita according to this. That makes sense because Shrita, a Zor can do, a non-Kohen can do, even a non-Jew can perform Shrita that particular avoda. So, let's go on with that. Um, they will not 
participate in my sanctuary. We will give them sort of supervisory jobs in the Mikdash. All those who are converts, we said circumcised of the heart, actually non-circumcised, cannot come into my mikdash. That is not mentioned in the Torah. Or all those who have converted. That is not the law. Those Levites who distanced themselves from me, betos Yisrael, asher who have followed their abominations, gulehem usually means avodazora, benosu avona, they will carry their sin. They will be reduced to servicing, to administrative jobs, at the gates, they supervise. That's what we said. They can, as part of their abundance, do shrita. As a Ola, the Ola, the Zerach, the Hema Yamdu, Lifnehem, Lishorsam. And they stand ready to do these ministerial tests, but they are not supposed to do. Um, the avoda. So the answer can a mumar who does tshuva do the avoda? You're not sure from here, but the semblance of halacha seems to agree with it that a mumar even doing tshuva cannot do the exact avoda. Uh, really, let me ask you a question. By the time the third temple arrives, what avoda were the are the Levium of that time going to have been involved in? The Levium up till the thing? No, I mean, they, they, they won't serve. But who? who? Oh, it's going yeah. to... But they're, 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 the Levium, people who are Levium today are not, don't participate in the Voda, so the temple's not here yet. Right. So how are, they, how, how are you going to distinguish between Levium who uh, strayed and, and, and other Levine. Good question. We are going to come to it in two minutes. Okay. Because they serviced before their abomination, they're a stumbling block of own. I will not raise my hand to elevate them. Num Hashem. They will carry their own. They cannot come to be Kohanim. They certainly cannot come into the Kotche Kedoshim, but here it means uh, the Hechal. Let them bear the weight of their abomination and their sins. But they will still have a task in administrative, in, in shamashis, as it were, in taking care of certain functions. Yes, they can administer. Now let's just start this question of who is going to administer and how will they know. 
says Per Apostle Tesla, there is going to be one family that I trust for this. The rest, as you say, they've fallen into disuse, they've fallen out of favor, they may be ignorant of the Avodah. The family of Tzado. Tzado was the Kohen Gadol during Melech David. He is a direct descendant from our own son, Elazar, and they are to be the Kohanim of the future because of their total loyalty through the centuries to the Kaddish Baruch. They are singled out. They guarded my temple. They will step up to the Mizbeach and serve me. And they will stand before me to sacrifice the Caleb and the blood, Noom Hashem Elohim, Hema Yavo El Mikdashi, they and only they will come to my temple, the Hema Yikruvu Shulchani, they will approach my table, my Shulchan, where I keep the Lechem Hapanim, the Shosenu, to service me, the Shamru Es Mishmarti, and to service my Avodah. So we are going to continue and use Hashem tomorrow with the jobs of the Kohen. But we see what a difficult concept is because what we're saying here is totally antithetical to what the Torah is saying in the Halacha. And we will make another attempt tomorrow using Rashi and Radak to conform the um, disparity of the two. So 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, be there. You won't want to miss it. Ad Khan.